Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The NKS show, which is live for the first time ever. So if you're listening in live, you will hear me butcher names, mess up everything. It's going to be true, authentic podcasting. I hope you enjoy it. We've got a lot, a lot of people joining us live on the Discord app, chatting to us as we go. But it's not about that. It's we won people. It was a proper fucking smash and grab. And to join me to discuss this game, I have two excellent guests for you. So you know what? Without further ado, let me introduce them to you. First up, the man who knows why his baby is crying all the time. It's AIUSA contributor to the podcast, Kev Hegarty. Kev, welcome to the show. Hi, Nina. Thanks for having me. The baby certainly isn't crying today. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, it's great to have you on, Kev. And joining Kev, we have an AI contributor, writer, podcaster you've heard him many a times. It's Mr. Sam Evans, also known as Steve. Welcome to the show, Sam. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Nina. I can tell you one thing. There's definitely a lot of crying babies along my street after the noise me and my brother made after that (laughs) winning goal. Unbelievable. Oh gosh, absolutely. Well, you know what? It's absolutely awesome stuff. And I think we are going to be joined with by some callers and also we're going to have some running commentary as well by people who will be commenting on our, on our live feed. This is really interesting. I feel so fucking powerful. I have the power to let people in onto my show today. I've never ever felt like Mr. McGamble quite like I have done today. And if you're brown and Indian, you completely get that reference. The baddest, super villain of all time okay um first of all um guys i want to get your thoughts how did that feel uh kev i'll come to you first because it felt like it wasn't our day you know no. it really did feel like that yeah honestly i was thinking in my head like oh i gotta go on nina's show at least it'll be like a venting 
a venting time for me. But uh, yeah, I mean, we weren't we weren't great. Um, we were okay. Um, Everton are a better team than they have been in a while, but we're still a better team than them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, uh, we, I don't think everybody was on it today. We had some good moments, and we couldn't we couldn't really finish. But Ever- Everton had a couple chances themselves. But then at the end, you know, it's the derby. Things are a little nuts, and I don't know. The force of gravity was with us, I guess, on this one. <laughs> on this one. Absolutely fucking incredible. And Sam, just your brief thoughts on that as well, you know, from pure frustration to absolute ecstasy. I mean, was that your thought as well? (laughs) Well, yeah, I I was just preparing myself to come onto the pod and be just as positive as I could be, despite being incredibly (laughs) disappointed. I was just getting ready. Oh, I'm getting ready to just try and try and be positive, you know. Mm. But it's it's hard not to be now. Yeah, we we just grinding stuff out these days. You know, we've got a lot of bottle, and we're getting the rub of the green now this season as well, which is something last season. I don't know if you saw that league table they they released. It was basically we were like the unluckiest team in the Premier League according to decisions and things. So, you know, long may this continue. If we can keep having these kind of strokes of luck, just getting us through these games, second half of the season, I'm fully expecting us to start to click a bit and uh, you know look out. Absolutely. And you know what I thought? I thought, you know what, this is frustrating. But lucky for me, I'm going to be podcasting with two very positive and optimistic people. And we're going to go to our first caller. But I have a a chat notification up by Dylan Cavallo, who says, go ahead, Kev, be a little mean. I'm not going to let him, Dylan. (laughs) So, you know, you can sit there and just hold fire on that one. We are joined by our first caller. It is the podfather himself, the extraordinaire, Gags Tandon. Gags, what do you want? Divokarigi! <laughs> Divokarigi! Divokar- I don't give a shit, that is fucking unreal. I just got, I mean, that is what title contenders do. You go and you get that last minute goal, no matter how you want to do it, no matter how it happens, you just take it. I don't care what Simon says about luck, if you use it all up. You don't use it up, you just fucking take it, and you take it, and you take it. And we took it. And how good is it that there's some new players on that pitch today are going to feel that when did you see Jürgen at the end jump on, go crazy, Cater's on there, Fabinho's on there, they're going to get to feel the power of that cop today. That is the biggest takeout from it, the three points, keeping in touch with City, some of the new players get to feel that atmosphere, that dressing room is going to be buzzing, now go to Burnley and fucking win, go to Bournemouth and fucking win, then Napoli come <laughs> fucking win that is the type of game that changes seasons that changes form that changes everything mm-hmm. in the squad and that's all i want to say and i'm out <laughs> well done that was quite a win 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 gags is you know being completely greedy there he wants it all um i don't blame him um you know what for me on on a complete side note something what gags mentioned about divokarigi i think when that sub was made people were like oh my god what kind of sub is that but it's kind of nice because and it was kind of fitting as well not only to beat everton like that but if if my memory serves me correctly and i don't have the best memory I think everyone knows this. But I think his last great game for Liverpool, Divock Origi's, was against Everton before that nasty injury. So it's quite nice for him to come back like that. Somebody, anybody, jump in. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Sorry. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Because you remember, he was actually doing well. And then uh, who was the player, the Ev player, that took him out? That jerk. Yeah, that bastard. I just call him yeah. the bastard. I've forgotten yeah, his bastard. name. Yeah, and did, did yeah, it was Funes Mori. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I hate that guy. But uh, 
Yeah, and he was doing really well for us up until up until that point, like filling in in spots where we didn't have all the players we have now. And it's good for him to come back and uh, and and get um, the most absurd goal I've ever seen. So <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It is absolutely loads of fun. And there's a message here from Nicolas, and he says, ha, 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 it's so good, people. Nothing in life makes me this happy. Origi has been so far gone that his hair grew long, and then he fucks them with that insane goal. Ha, 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 Evil laugh. <laughs> I just love, I just love he's, he's grown his hair like Batuai now just to become the super sub. I think that, that, must, like that yeah. must have been the tactic, I'm assuming. And it's, it's <laughs> come up an absolute treat. I'm so happy for the guy because he, he's been a really honest player for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. You, you've never heard anything, a bad word said about him, to be honest with you. And, I, and as you said, before he got that injury, I really thought he was going to develop into a really good player. So, you know, I, maybe it's not going to happen from now at Liverpool. But, you know, he's been a team player. He's just hung around. He's kept his head down. And you can tell mm-hmm. the clock. Klopp must think something of him because he's been putting him on the bench recently in quite a few games. So I think that's that's the reward that maybe his his hard work has deserved. Completely, completely. Okay, we've got a second caller joining us. He joined us last week, but he loved it so much. He made some great um, discussion points. It's Shamik. You can follow him on Twitter at at. I think this is his Twitter handle at Shamik zero one nine, or is that his? discourse handle i don't know but anyway shamik welcome to the show as you can tell this is so raw <laughs> hey nina i love to be back it's great having you back i'm sure you absolutely loved that um i want to get your thoughts what would you like to raise with the panel first of all gags was singing the wrong song we he should have been uh, singing sweet dreams are made of this <laughs> yeah but uh, Great chat, mate. I like that one too. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, uh, I was on about Allison last week. I am on about him this week. How crucial was his save, right? He keeps it, keeps us in the game. And that right at the end, you know, he, he sets uh, Arn, Trent Arnold up for that cross. Klopp goes ballistic. I was just looking at the replays. Klopp was doing his trademark, you know, running down the touchline celebration when he veers off in Allison's direction. So it's wonderful to have a, a you know, world-class keeper. It's just wonderful. Absolutely. He definitely did keep us in that game. I thought he made that crucial save as well. And, you know, it just goes to show what an, how important a solid goalkeeper is in, in, in games like this, in scenarios like this, Sam. I mean, you know, and then you look on the other side, England's number one, the most, you know, one of the most hyped up keepers. And, you know, let's be honest. I mean, we're happy that we scored that goal, but it was a monumental fuck up for a keeper, right? <laughs> you know what? I, he should have just left it. Like, come but, on. But I've watched the replay. I don't know if he's. Yeah, I think he's touched it, has he? It's just gone and bounced on the bar twice because of the spin and just come out. So I think he was just really, really unlucky. I don't know. It's it's the biggest freak goal I think I've ever seen. It was incredible. So I don't know whether we want to blame him or not. But in regards, <laughs> to, regards to Allison, he was absolutely incredible again today. Um, not only did he make that amazing save, obviously, from the header, but there was also Walcott was around him. He was ready to tap the ball in, and he ended up knocking against his leg to get a goal kick. You know, that, that guy is the difference at the moment, I think. When we're getting so many really tight games this season, upgrading the keeper is the best bit of business we possibly could have done. 
Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And um, Kev, I'll let you have your say on Alison as well. Um, you know, absolutely crucial. Um, the man just steps up for the big occasions and it's just great having a solid goalkeeper. And um, just want to get your 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 loving of, of Alison. I don't think anyone tires from it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and on top of it all, he's a good looking man. So it's... Uh... Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, uh, we certainly didn't overpay if he's going to put some performances in like that. I mean, for me in the first half, him and, and Fab were on track to be man of the match. And I think if we don't, if we don't win, it usually goes to something like a goalkeeper or, or somebody in defense. And uh, now he's great. And it, it just proves the point of, you know, buying world-class goalkeepers. And I think he's arguably the best in the world. He could be one of the best in the world. Other goalkeepers are not having great seasons. And, uh, you know, between him and, and probably his compatriot are probably two of the best in the world right now. So, mm. you know, to have him on the pitch, if we make mistakes or if we're in a tight scrap like this, it's, it's all the better to have somebody that can, that can keep you in it in those really tough moments. And then to see him and Klopp celebrating on the pitch afterwards was, was something else. They're both very large men. I didn't realize, you know, I know Klopp was big, but I've never seen him in person. So, but, uh, yeah. Awesome. It's just awesome to have a team that's that's this good at what they do. Absolutely. I mean, I've got some more comments here. Um, we've got Germanimal who's saying he's listening in right now to the show. So thank you and welcome. Thank you for joining us on live Discord. And another one from here from Hefty Horse um, um, who said, um, surprise Nina didn't say Buffon's be- is better looking than Alison. Okay, so <laughs> shall we settle this debate right now? Uh, yeah, for me, Buffon will always get my vote. It's, it's a personality thing as well. I'm sorry. Please don't throw stars at me. I know, I know he's not really liked after what happened against PSG, but you know what? We're going to move on to our next caller. Gags has certainly got him lined up. Oh my God, I'm just seeing lots of people just flash up on the screen. It's, it's amazing. Okay, so our next caller is the const welcome to the nina casa show live hello nina thanks for having me uh it's a pleasure having you on if my memory serves me correctly were you the one that took the piss out my accent i i don't know what you're talking about you have to be more specific <laughs> Nina. <laughs> it was it was that, that could have been anyone to be fair nina <laughs> hey pot kettle you can pipe dance <laughs> there are some serious accents on this pot right yeah now. <laughs> absolutely well you know what Cons, welcome to the show um yeah, i'm sure you're absolutely buzzing i want to hear your thoughts your points come on spill it okay uh my only point is i want to give huge credit to Jurgen Klopp. i have been notoriously on him this season for making some poor decisions mm-hmm. for not reacting in time for thinking his way is the only way but his ability to change our style of play. I think we played four different formations that game, if I'm right. We played four different ways. He switched everyone around. His ability to take our team, like whenever, like I think, I remember when Lookman came on for Everton, he changed the game. Then Klopp brought on Keita, I think. Mm-hmm. That changed the game. But Everton took control, then he changed it again. His ability to constantly get us back in control and his versatility as a manager is, I think second to none. There's a lot of things about him that frustrate me, but I also think he's grown as a manager with this team. So it's not fair to look at him that way, but I just wanted to give him credit because I think he's an amazing manager. I think we have the best manager in the world. I don't think he gets enough credit from people like me 
first and foremost, but I just wanted to give him a lot of credit for today's game. Oh, interesting. Okay, guys, you know I love Jurgen Klopp. So, Sam, I'm going to come to you, best manager in the world for you. I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that one. I, I genuinely wouldn't want to swap him for any other manager. And mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean he's the best manager in the world, but he, he's incredible. And also, he fits this team as well. So, I think mm. that's the most important thing about Klopp at Liverpool is he gets it. He gets the Liverpool ethos. Uh, the guy is so charismatic. It's the kind of manager that Liverpool... I've been crying out for for a number of years now. So I, I absolutely love the guy. You won't hear me say a bad word about him. You know, we've we've been struggling a lot recently and we, we've had that tough game in midweek and you've got to give Klopp credit. The guys would have been flat after that PSG game. They would have been on the floor. And, you know, Everton have come into this game with a week's preparation. And that's all they're thinking about is the derby, the derby, the derby. Liverpool had to deal with a really, really tough European game in, in midweek. And Klopp has still managed to get the guys off the floor, make them put in a really, really gritty performance today. And it had to be gritty because fair play to Everton. They played really well today. So mm-hmm. Klopp, did, you know, Klopp did exactly what he needed to do today. And you know, we've given a lot of criticism to him for his substitutions this season. Frustrated, he, he leaves them so late. But today, you know, I do think he, he got them spot on. And obviously, football is one of those things that the ends justify the means. You know, you only get the credit if it comes off. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the right sub. But today, I think he got his spot on. He did what he needed to do. And, you know, we've left there with the three points. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Kev, your, your thoughts on uh, I I think... Uh... Sam, I keep wanting to call him Steve. I think Sam's absolutely spot on. I think Jürgen Klopp is the best manager for all. You know, like he fits us. And I want to get your thoughts on what Kong said. I mean, the the comment about he was quite on the ball with his management today, you know, like changing it up and things. I felt like he was on par. I, I don't feel like he was late and his reactions were quite instant rather than waiting for his subs. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, and I, I have sort of the same concerns as uh, as the caller Const and 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 Sam sometimes and yourself is that he doesn't do it soon enough, and that's mm. sort of my only qualm with how Jurgen um, sort of plays and some of the favoritism. But um, the the subs today were were good. I mean, I would have I see he tried to get Kate on kind of early, and then even that was delayed. I thought it was interesting that uh, both Silva and Klopp took sort of the same approach to their first sub and brought on a player that could dribble <laughs> and drive the ball at the other team. Um, I think Keita is better than Lookman, but um, Lookman's still still a handful, and he, he gave Robbo a hard time um, <laughs> in the beginning there. But yeah, for me, as you guys said, Klopp is the, uh, the, is the perfect, perfect manager for Liverpool. It's just Liverpool's a very emotional club, and um, you know, all the things that go into it and all, all the history, it, there's a lot of emotion tied to it. And to have a manager that is also super emotional, both good and bad, it, is sort of uh, sort of on the line um, with with what we stand for. So, yeah, he, for me, he's the perfect manager for Liverpool. Um, I don't know if he's the best manager in the world. He's certainly up there. Um, you know, he's in the conversation. And, and once we win the league, then, then we'll start talking about him being the best manager in the world. So I'll just wait on that. Look at you, Mr. Positive and Optimistic. No, I'm, I'm loving that. I'm absolutely loving that. Oh, you know what? We've got loads of chat going on here. Gags has just put in a graphic. I have no idea what that graphic means. So we're just going to move right along. Um, hold on, hold on. you got a great guest, Kev. He'll talk about it. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the graphic that uh, Gags has put up here is uh, Michael Cayley's uh, rough XG sum for the match. And uh, so Liverpool's X- rough XG was 3.1, so Everton's 1.2. I can imagine that the Divi goal is about 0.9 of that, I think, maybe more. Um, so we certainly had the better of uh, the XG. Up until that point, it was it was relatively even, if I remember correctly. But uh, um, I'll have to go back and look at some of the some of the splits, so. Not only did we win the game, but we won the XG, and um, it looks like we took a lot of good shots inside the box. Um, just nothing was going away. Everton had about three big chances that that made up for for most of theirs. It's one of those weird games where the XG and the scoreline is a uh, it it follows, but it's not exactly dead on point. But uh, yeah, I mean that that Divi goal. I I don't think I've seen. I'm not sure if you can get uh, if you can if you can get a point one X or a one XG. But we were we were relatively close. Stop making my show high brow with all this XG <laughs> talk. You know, some of us are very simple. Okay, we've got some more people joining. G's on toast. Yes, cheese on toast. I like that. Um, he's just joined us, and he goes, "It's the funniest goal he's ever seen." His hands are still stinging from all the clapping. Hilarious stuff, right? Okay, we've got another caller. It's a familiar voice on Anfield Index. It's Dylan Cavallo. Dylan, welcome to the show. I can't hear Dylan. Where are you? Dylan? I can't. Because Dylan was the next one, but obviously he's having some sound uh, issues. I'll say something. Oh, Chrissy, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know that the the Skulls ethos is to have a late goal, and everybody enjoyed Manny's goal uh, when he did it, and we enjoyed Divock's goal. But for me, actually, 3 0 would have been fine. I, I didn't think we played well enough to win 3 0 <laughs> if you take into account Allison's heroics. But I, I'm happy. I was happy at 0 0. I really was because that abortion that I saw in Paris was not repeated today. <laughs> Jesus. So I am happy. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> right, I thought Fabinho was great. As, as the vertical passing that I've been begging for was on evidence. Not from Genie, not really, but he supported Fabinho. He was like, here, you pass it forward. I ain't doing it. That's fine. Somebody was doing it. Little talks into the middle of the field that Manny could pick up and Fabinho could pick up and turn on. It makes a difference. And I've heard a lot of talk about what's going wrong with the team and what's What's going wrong is that you need positivity from deep midfield. If you don't have it, if all you do is turn back to your defenders or play it round the corner to the fullback, then teams can set themselves. And then you look toothless. And in Paris, what happened was we looked toothless, so they came on to us. But yeah, so that's done with. I'm happy, extremely happy. No, maybe our manager will not go back to what he did. In Paris. And what would that be, Kwesi, just to that, make it clear? That would be doing something like playing a predominantly negative Hendo mm-hmm. and Genie at the same time. Now, they're different players, but Hendo does not deal with the press very well. He's, he, he's not press resistant. That's fine because he's very smart and he can knock the ball around quickly, one touch, Keep it moving. That's great. Pair him with somebody 
who then, once he gets the one-touch football from Hendo, will then nick it forward 20 yards. That's fine. But if you put Hendo and Genie together, Genie now can handle the press. He will turn this way and that, turn and break the other guy's ankle. And then look up, see Firmino in space, and turn back and give it to Van Dyke. I've seen him do it loads. If you have those guys doing that, then the forward line can't get the ball, which is why I was surprised by by which one? Are, who was it that was complaining? Oh, Simon, that that there are no touches for more. Of course, there are no touches for more. If you have two central midfielders standing there playing with each other's dicks, there'll be no touches for more. They need to play play the ball forward in the middle of the field or dribble, carry it up, and then release it. Which I saw today. I don't know if everybody saw Fabinho show how to fake the pass, then dribble a little bit, open up the field, and mm-hmm. then let it go. I mean, this is simple central midfield 101. And it was not evident. Look at the film again. That was the problem with the team. The big problem. Because once you're toothless, the other team says, okay, let's just leave... Um, Marquinhos your back. And let's all of us, Varati, everybody, just march up the field and camp out 40 yards from Liverpool's goal and then pressure them from there. That's what happened. Why not? It's not as if Genie was going to pass the ball through the press, was he? So that, that I'm happy today because I saw evidence of us doing the right thing. And that was because Fabinho was on the field. It's as simple as that. No, the front line weren't as sharp as they could be, but they were there. They were creating the chances. They were doing everything. And, you know, I was happy. By the way, guys, you noticed that the, the biggest chance that Everton got was offside. No, the one. No, the biggest chance was the one where Gomez headed it on the line, and uh, and then and, and yeah. then it was a brilliant yeah, save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Offside. offside. There was there was somebody who knocked down a header, basically. Yeah, yeah? yeah. the guy who knocked down the header was offside. The mean, right. the mean that header was offside. Yeah, even the header. Yeah, yeah. yeah even Mina's chances offside too. Yeah, yeah. So, so, can so, I can I come in with some comments here? We've got Dylan Cavallo who obviously right. is having some let, tech issues. He says let, okay, he says ahead. right. Sorry, Mike's Mike's not um gonna work. So Nina, if you will, I was just gonna say I called it in with Big Divi coming on to be our hero. Well done, you Dylan. And anyone who has a problem with our manager running on the pitch when we scored can properly fuck off. Love the emotion. <laughs> The pundits can do one. I'm fucking with you there, Dylan. We wind up managers for being conservative and being a bit passive. You know, they wind up Mourinho that he has no connection with his squad. I'm not saying I'm sticking up for Mourinho here, but you can't have it all. I'm with you. It just shows that he's so invested and so connected to the club. I'm down with that. And I don't think the lads or anyone on, on this podcast or even anyone on this feed has a problem with that. Am I right? Yeah. I loved it. I'm all for it. Awful. Keep doing that. Let's keep winning in the nineties. I don't want to. I don't want to agree with you, but you're right. Jags <laughs> <laughs> comes in, says that, and then mutes. Well, and runs you off. know, you know, Jurgen Klopp. He, he dives on his players in celebration, and Mourinho dives on his wa- water bottles. You know, it just shows the, the the difference in the two managers, the the lack of relationship they've got with their players compared. You know, they're mm-hmm. all 
moving in the same direction. The, there was a real love in with Alison when that goal went in. Did you see it? It was <laughs> magical. It was, it was pure absolutely magical. Absolutely amazing. And one thing I, me- I didn't mention earlier as well, did you guys notice when Van Dijk tried to reenact his uh, volley for the Netherlands and he just completely spooned it into the sky? Did you notice he actually turned his back to it and slapped his forehead in frustration. He thought he was going way over the bar. So I'm not even sure he saw the goal. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he, he, he was actually he was interviewed after, and, back and he said he saw it hit the bar. Oh, so, yeah. so he turned back and saw I it did. hitting the bar, and he was like, oh, great. But yeah, he... Uh, he all I'm saying is everything about that goal needed yeah. Benny Hill music. I fucking love it. It's on every <laughs> level, right? Somebody <laughs> definitely will do that. I, I think Van Dyke is so good that he probably tried that. I think that's exactly what he was yeah. trying to do with that shot. Yeah. I'll, I'll back him. I'll I back love him. that. I, I love the fact that there's an excuse even for, you know, something ropey by Virgil Van Dyke. Okay, we're going to move on to our next caller. Um, it's Hefty, Hefty Horse. You follow him on Twitter. I'm sure you do. Simon, welcome to the show. You have to unmute Simon. <laughs> Simon. Simon's taken a vow of silence. Simon, Simon doesn't say anything, right? Go straight to uh, Keem doesn't want to go. Go straight to Jay Reed. All righty ho. Okay, we're back. We're having some technicality issues. We're going to go to Jay Reed. Jay, welcome to the show. Now he's having mic issues. Well, no one wants to fucking Mike, speak to me. They've all lost their voices. That's what Mike, it is. I'll just jump like flies, yeah. Could you guys hear me? Ah, yes. Yeah, Keem, Keem's here, Keem's here. Okay, so you know what? I did not butcher names. It's Hakeem now. Keem, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, Nina. Uh, just just to take a step back really quickly, I'm going to add some Jamaican vibes with my friend Kwesi, and we're going to sing some Bob Marley for the M, all right? Baby, don't worry about that thing. Man. Oh, yes. It's going to be all right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no, that was that was possibly the best match Everton has played in the last twenty years against us, and to lose it on on, on that goal is is quite special. It's quite, you know, how they say Spurs are Spursy. I guess I, I I think we just need to say Everton's shite. They're extremely unfortunate, but hey, that's the nature of the derby, right? It is. And you know what? It's a really good point that you made, made there because I felt like they did show up. Uh, Kev, I'll come to you first because I think you made this point as well. They were quite nippy today. I thought certainly in the first half it was like end-to-end stuff, which was kind of frustrating for me because I kind of wanted one-way traffic, you know, but they were coming on to us. They tried exploiting us, tried opening up chances. They had a few shots on goal as well. You know, I think I think one of the stats at the end of the first half was both teams had um, five five attempts on goal or something like that, if my memory serves me correctly. But, you know, they, they were coming on to us and it was the first time ever that they looked really up for it. And dare I say, I actually looked at that Everton team and the bench and the options that they were bringing on and it looked really... He, you know, he's got quite a decent team. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're relatively good. And I know Silva's sort of the players that he's played for or the players that played for him, love him. And he seems to have like a good standing with other managers. So he might be sort of the real deal, but, um, and this Everton team is they're they're They have some talent there. They have entirely too many players, and, <laughs> but that's due to the past couple of transfer windows, but, and they did okay this summer. Um, so coming into the game, you think they're going to try to at least give it a go, but I, I agree with you. It should be one way traffic, especially when we're at home. 
Um, and early on, it was kind of end to end and a bit frustrating. And they probably could have and should have been, um, you know, a goal up, um, even though the ref kind of got a couple of things wrong. But, you know, if, if they put it on target, they're probably one nil. So it's and it's a different game. Um, so we might have to keep an eye on them when we when we head their way uh, later in the season. But uh, yeah, they're 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 a decent team. And um, but still, uh, even on paper, we're well better than them. On the pitch, we should be well better than them. And as uh, Questy was saying, three three nil would be nice. But we didn't we didn't really look like three nil um, today. Um, and then hopefully that changes. But <laughs> to beat Everton in a, in a derby at Anfield where they haven't won since I was a freshman in high school, um, the way we did, it, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'll, uh, I'll take it on and uh, we'll move on from here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sam, anything you'd like to add on to that? No, just uh, just re- really, really happy with it myself as well. You know, it's, it's something that we are getting good at now, which I'm finding it kind of unnerving. I'm just struggling to actually get used to the fact that we are now a team that can really defend well, really fight hard and can grind out results. And I think as a fan base, we're not really used to it. And it's it's probably the reason why there's so much kind of mourning and things is because we're expecting to be this free-flowing side. But the problem with us being free-flowing before was that we couldn't defend a lean for shit. So, <laughs> we have PTSD um, now. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so now... We are actually balanced a bit better. You know, we, we obviously there's a bit of work to be done with the attacking side of things. But if Klopp's other seasons are anything to go by, we, we fly in the second half of the season. That's when things start to click into gear. You know, everyone's talking like last season, we flew out of the block straight out, you know, from the start. We're scoring four every game. It wasn't like that, you know. So um, I think it's just patience now. Keep getting the wins. And one other thing I wanted to mention is think about Man City today. They must be pissed off. They're going to be looking at it thinking, oh my God, we just cannot shake these guys off. And I just think it's going to leave them a little flat today. You know, they keep winning, they keep winning comfortably, and we're not letting go. And, you know, the longer we keep hold of their coattails, they might start to twitch. And, you know, that's what I'm hoping for. Absolutely, and the chat's going a bit mad. Someone's just put up a screenshot of "I won't, bl- I won't blunder like Alison Jordan Pickford." Wow's not to take risks like the Liverpool goalkeeper. <laughs> you yeah. know what? And and the guy who put that in is actually our next caller, Jay Reed. Welcome to the show. Yes, <laughs> finally, <laughs> the second coming. Yeah, oh, my heart has literally only just stopped pounding, and I'm nearly home. I've been off the ground for nearly an hour. Can I ask you something? As a scouser, now, obviously, Everton is a huge game, you know, families split and all that. Would you like to hammer them, say, 4-5-0, or would you like, or do you prefer a smash and grab like that? Which which sticks it to them more, do you reckon? That today. That's that's (laughs) what we did today. (laughs) <laughs> 12 months ago, it was Manny, you ruined their Christmas, and we've just ruined the Christmas all over again. <laughs> and you, you, beating them 4 or 5 nil, you can walk into work and just, you don't even have to say a word, you just smile. When yeah. I'm walking into work tomorrow, and I'm just going, was it four minutes that I done? And we scored in the 96 minute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, ah. Oh. England's number one. England can keep him. I don't even like England. England can keep him number one for the next 10 years. He can't kick. He's got arms like a child. 
I've got longer arms than him. <laughs> fucking oh. confirmed. He's like Rex off Toy Story. You can't catch nothing. <laughs> and as he's just said, vowing not to make a blunder, that's the worst thing he could have ever done, was go out in the public and say, I won't mess up like Alison. Alison, uh, one goal at home, and that was a moody goal from Patterson from Cardiff. Other than that, he's improved us so much this season. It's just his confidence at the back. It oozes through the whole back four and into the rest of the side. We were crap today, and realistically, we shouldn't have even got more than a point out of that game. I sat there with me, mate, going, Everton have bossed this pretty much. Andre Gomez ran the show in midfield, and we'll walk away with a point. Man City be rubbing their hands together, where now there's one Man City fan in my work, and there's one Man United fan. I'm going to walk into them tomorrow and not even say nothing, because they're going to be livid. Yeah. Jay, be. Jay, before you go, right, uh, yeah. you're going to do this with me, yeah? Divock scoring all, all around us. us. Can't buy singing. Having fun. <laughs> it's the season. Love and understanding. Merry Christmas. Everton. Right. Have a good show, guys, and I'll catch you hopefully in the next few days because I'm about to go in my house, crack open a beer and put the feet up. You know what? That sounds like a solid. You know what, Jay? Enjoy it. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad you'll have Have a good one, guys. Yep, cheers. Thank you. Okay, so there was one Merry Scouser right there for you people. Um, It just goes to show exactly how huge the derby is and how they like to win it. We're going to go to our next caller, hopefully no tech issues. It's Hefty Horse. Simon, please have good sound. Yes, he's here. I I don't know what happened there. Horse internet was bad. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You got a hamster running your wheel. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a big horse yeah or a small horse running the wheel uh, anyway I don't know what I'm talking about that was a crazy win absolutely amazing just unbelievable um, yeah feeling pretty high after that one absolutely and have you got any points or anything that you'd like to raise with the panel yeah I just wanted to talk ask what you guys think now we've been talking about how no one is really happy with the 4-3-3 well how it's been the the last month or two and we saw us start with a, with a 4-2-3-1 and it, it I thought it was a lot more effective in that we we seemed to create a lot more but there were still some issues with it so I just wanted to see which what you guys think about that and which one you think is the best um, or if it's a matter of just picking it depending on who we play um you know what absolutely fabulous question it causes so much debate uh sam i'm gonna come to you first because i think what we need to remember is at the beginning i think a pre the pre-match sort of press conference that they have on um i think on friday jürgen klopp said there's nothing wrong with our midfield we're out running everyone yada 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 you know dismissing it of course we knew jordan henson was going to be out which meant jürgen klopp had to tinker and change the formation i think so many people were disgusted by what they saw on Wednesday. Do you see the emphasis on the word disgusted? Because <laughs> we were. It was an awful, awful midfield. And I had just had this thought, you know, about Jurgen Klopp. He's he's obviously got no problems with the midfield. That's what he said. But then he goes and buys a brand new midfield. And I thought to it, and I thought, how can I, what kind of, an, what kind of, um, 
comparison can I make that is suited to me? And this is how it comes down to for me. Like, Jurgen Klopp buys fucking midfielders like I buy a limited edition fucking highlighter, which is a makeup product. I buy it, it's a collector's item, and then I lock that shit up in storage. I was like, why have you bought these midfielders? You need to fucking play them. <laughs> so, you know what? The 4-2-3-1, we, of course, we saw it against Red Star Belgrade. I thought it worked really well. I want to get your thoughts. Which do you prefer? Which one should Jurgen Klopp continue with? Because the 4-2-3-1 was something that he did do at Dortmund. It was his ride-or-die formation. Yeah, that's definitely my preferred one. It's just the personnel that he's picking in it that is the problem, I think, a lot of the time. So, it's it's... It is the midfield, in my opinion, that has been causing us problems. But it, it's always difficult to say whether the, the kind of tweaks we've made up front are, are causing the kind of drop in form from Firmino or whether it's just he's out of form at the moment. So that, that, that's something that I'm not sure of at the moment, whether it's just you know he's going through a bit of a tough spell at the moment and it's not the system that's costing him it's just he's he's not quite on it and it's just something we kind of got to play through and wait until he gets to the other side of it but personally i've i've been banging on the drum of getting fabinho in the team for for ages i think that the team looks so much more solid in midfield when he's there he puts all the tackles in he's tracking back but the most important thing that he brings to the team for me is is the progressive passing and it's the, the forward passes. Rather than playing the safe ball all the time, he will take risks and he will play forward passes. Because at the end of the day, this Liverpool team gets the majority of the possession in most games. What's the point in being safe, especially when teams are really defending for their lives against us? So we've, we've got to take risks. We've got to try and be progressive. And I think... In, in the four two three, when I think he is absolutely vital to be playing in the team in order for that formation to work. So, you know, just hoping now, he's got his foot in now, he's had another good performance. Kate is now coming back in as well. If you can get him in there as well, I think mm-hmm. you know, we're going to, we're, we're really got chance now to start to flourish. And this Christmas period now is going to be really, really intense. And I'm just hoping that the fact that Fabinho and Kate have a really quiet first kind of quarter of the season, they're now going to go flying into this period and, and really show their worth. Well, you know what? That is a really interesting comment you make there. And I'm going to... Guy Trickle just made me laugh. He just... <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Um, if, if you're on you the cheeky twat, I'm done with him. Kev, I'm going to come to you. <laughs> I mean, I think Sam's made some really good points there. And he spoke about, of course, Jurgen Klopp being quite stingy with the use of, you know, Fabinho and Cater. And uh, I mean, just speaking of him, Fabinho, you mentioned that he had a tremendous first half. I, I want to get your thoughts. I mean, these games are really, really coming on now. And we kind of need that injection of quality. And these two guys have it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Fabinho was, pro- I mean, First half, he was him and Allison were a man of a match, and throughout the whole game, he had a great game. He's just so efficient with the ball. It's you know, it's like one touch, bang, it's forward again, or like one tackle, bang, it's forward again. Mm. We're kind of missing that, and I think that that kind of feeds into the, um, the Simon's formation question, um, which is four three three versus the four two three one we see today. And I guess it it's all dependent on who the personnel are. You know, it's it's. Uh, Hefty horses for courses, I guess, Simon. But, um, <laughs> they, uh, 
Yeah, and as Keem saying in the ch- in the chat now, the tackle passes that he trademarked during the game today um, were 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 great. You know, it's and if you're gonna play Fabinho, play him in the two. And Genie's good next to him. I'd love to see Keita next to him. Um, you know, and if you're gonna go with three, he could also play as well because you know he could sit back the farthest. He can be. You know, he can play in a lot of positions. I think he needs a lot of minutes this season. And, uh, you know, we've been, or I shouldn't say we, Klopp has been tentative to play him. Um, but I think through this Christmas period, we're going to see him a lot. And that's not to say that the rest of the guy, like Henderson and Milner and all those guys don't have a, don't have a position to play because they will and they'll be important for over the season. But, uh, Fabinho is just, he's class and he's showing it now. And I hope he, he gets lots and lots of minutes going forward. And now that Kate is starting to play, He's dangerous, so mm. I, I'd love to see them. Um, I'd love to see them in, in a number of formations, but this, the, with the four-two-three-one, which I was happy with today, that we played it because we, as as uh, Sam was saying, we do create more chances. Maybe not finish them, but <laughs> but we created a lot. Um, you just need to tweak it a little bit because Salah is way better wide than he is playing the sort of nine. In, in yeah, because I feel like we lose Firmino in that. You yeah. know. I understand the idea because Firmino can kind of play, he can play the 10. He's his weird nine and a half sort of type mm. player and he should have the creativity to do that. But I think you lose Firmino and you lose a bit of Salah playing that formation. So put him on the, put him wide, let him terrorize fullbacks and center backs and have Firmino there to, to pull some pieces and pull, pull apart the center backs and then create some space. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see if, I mean, I think it's dependent on who we, who we play, what formation we play, but if we're going to go 4-3-3 versus 4-2-3-1, it has, it all has to do with the personnel and who's available and who's not injured and who doesn't need a rest. No, um, some great shouts there. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to say to the people online? Give us your thoughts, comment down below. If you don't want to come on, let us know. Let us know. Do you prefer the 4-3-3 or the 4-2-3-1? Let us know. We'll do some shout outs whilst. You guys type away. Fingers crossed you do. We're going to go on to our next call. I'm actually dreading this one. I've been kind of screening this one. It is Del. Del, welcome to the show. Hello, Nina. You can hear me? Yep, we can hear you fine. Go ahead, Del. Uh, Yeah, um, yeah, I just wanted to say... um, Are you doing uh, your best Diego Maradona impression? No. That (laughs) was... was Yeah, so that was our equivalent of a Makeda goal um, in 2008-2009. Yeah, that's the goal that's going to spark mm. us to win the Premier League, hopefully. Okay, bold, bold. But guys, do you agree? Are we going to win the league? Is that, the, is, is that the turning point for us? I want to get your thoughts because I've got some thoughts on this. Of course we are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's something that we're a momentum team and I think... We, we have been for a long time, and I think Klopp's a momentum manager as well. And it's, it's something that, we, 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 as I touched on earlier, we've kind of given Man City a bit of a kick in the balls today because we're like an irritant that they can't get rid of. They're this silky machine where everything's going right for them. They're just smashing everyone comfortably every game. And we're two points behind them. You know, after all of this, after mm. their incredible start, and we are kind of apparently misfiring and have a dodgy midfield and people still use the we can't defend thing, which is mad. Um, you know, after all of that, we're two we're one game away from catching Man City, you know. So at the moment we just need to continue to at least match the Man City game, uh, Man City result, beat them away from home, take the trophy home and go on the piss for about a month. 
<laughs> I love it. Okay, so we've got some shouts here. Um, Guy Drinkle four two three one Darag four two three one. Um, Dotty twenty seven four two three one. Salah Salah at wide. Um, Mister Ekir is also four two three one. It looks like four two three one is very popular. Johan um, Wallin also believes the four two three one. Yeah, everyone seems to be in agreement. Um, so yeah, there's that. Okay, my thoughts on the league. You know what? As imp- this is what pisses me off about Liverpool Football Club. Well, not pisses me off. When we are amazing, there's just somebody who's better than us, and. I kind of don't want to t- talk up the title challenge because I've been here and I've been hurt and I just think City are too good. And can I see them slipping up? Yeah, if I'm a fantasist, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. But I'm a realist. They're just too fucking good. <laughs> Come on, Nina. Last, Nina. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get some fucking pelters for this, aren't I? <laughs> Come I'm, on, not Nina. We're bad. I'm not I'm not whinging at us. I'm not whinging at us. I'm just saying those other fuckers down the road are just too good. No, but Sam brings up a good point is that they're, so this Manchester City team is one of the best teams I've seen and they're probably the best team in Europe and we're two points behind them. Yeah. That's true. That's got to annoy the shit out of them. Yeah. Like one of the best teams ever. That's that's clean off and we're, we're in, we're in with a shout. Exactly. Okay, okay, you know what? You know what? Let's, let's just see. Let's just see. Okay, okay. so we've got, we've got more people coming in. They're disagreeing with me. Denz is like, no, Nina. Um, oh, my God. Dotty 27 is Bernie. Hi, Bernie. Yeah, she's there. It's good stuff. Okay, so you know what? Let's you know do what? some more discussion points while we wait for some more callers. You know what? I'm going to have to mention the penalty. Was it a penalty? Wasn't it a penalty? To me, it was a fucking penalty. Yeah, the ham, the handball, yeah. Richardson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a penalty. They, they, on, on the Sky coverage, they kind of just brushed it off. Even Carragher did, but he, he, they said, oh, he turned his back, but he put his arms out at the same time. It was basically a save. So yeah, for me, that was definitely a penalty. Um, but you know, I don't really care now. <laughs> I've just, I just, I, I prefer the way it happened. I, I much prefer the way we scored than having a penalty and just winning one nil. So you know. They can have their poor decision there. We've got gravity on our side and we'll take that all day long. Uh, Jeremy goes, we're never getting another penalty at Anfield. That is some <laughs> crazy ass stat that is still going around. Kev, your thoughts on that? Because I I think we deserve that goal purely because that was a penalty and it wasn't given. You know, I think a lot of people talk about look and how things kind of pan out and how things get balanced. And I think we deserve that as poetic justice. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's definitely a penalty. I don't care that he turns his back. His, he gets hit in the elbow, and the elbow's away from his body. It's it's just it's a penalty. However, I look at it. Now, luckily, we didn't need that call because his ref was pretty shit in general. But um, but but yeah, it's it. So I'm com- we're completely justified where with our absurd 96 minute winner in the derby. <laughs> Absolutely, I take it all day long. Happy happy days. Um, just want to give a shout out people interacting with us on on the brilliant ai pro subscribers um discord um app it's been absolutely amazing thank you so much for listening in live a massive thank you to all the people who have called in who have been on the chat on the live feed we really appreciate it and if you're listening not live but you're listening on on the anfield index app do get involved gags always puts out the details you can follow gags at gags tand and he will put out all the details before the game kicks off join the community it's so much fun so much interesting 
discussions going on about football and not even football we've got all the other chat forums as well so do get involved it's had some positive feedback i've had so many people listening in live thank you so much okay i think we've kind of discussed some of the key points of the game here of course and you know i'm going to go over to the lads now i think that is the caller section done on this show we're going to move on to your final thoughts your final say um this is where you get closure on this game but do you really want closure on this game i think you want to relive it for as long as you possibly can Sam, Steve, whatever your name is, I call you everything under the sun. Um, any other key points that you want to highlight from this game that you feel need mentioning that maybe the callers haven't or we haven't touched on? To be honest, Nina, I've been called a lot worse than Steve in my time, so I'll, I'll kind of take that. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- th- I think we've pretty much covered what I wanted to say on this one today. It's just another case of you can't get a better way to beat Everton than the 90th minute winner. You know, earlier you were talking about the 5 0 or whatever, but that that would just be too easy. You know, this is something, it's the hope that kills you. And I just think you've got to feel for Everton today because they played out of their skins and I've just had it taken out of their grasp at the very last second. And I just think it's something that we're probably going to see more and more of from this Liverpool team because one thing we do do when we're not playing now we do go to the very last whistle and we're fighting our asses off. And I just think, you know, we've shown a lot of character this season so far and it's been really, really tough. And I just think that's a really good sign for the rest of the season. Fair point. And what about yourself, Kev? I mean, do you have a response to that? Because I think we spoke at the beginning of the pod and we said we were quite frustrated and we thought it was going to be one of them days. But obviously, Sam believed till the end, which makes me look really shit. <laughs> no, and it's Sam's right. It's a it's a fantastic way to win the derby against Everton and just sort of ruining their day. And as Jay said, their Christmas and and whatever else. It's uh, you know you you want to just dominate these games and just brush them aside. But to win like that is both uh, hilarious and and great for us. It, hopefully, it spurs us on. Um, you know, we, I'll, I'll take a bit of luck where we can where we can grab it, and uh, I think we touched on pretty much everything everything today. Um, mm. Yeah, up up Liverpool's lucky ninety six minute winners for the rest of the season. Yeah, we'll take them all day long. And this game just so reminded you know that goal just reminded it had like I think Jay mentioned it like the Mane goal. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. Like just laugh your heads off. I remember actually when Mane scored that goal. I went to go wash my cup. <laughs> and he scored that's not shit <laughs> that that went well um but you know these things happen but that was incredible um absolutely awesome stuff guys i want to get your man of the match shout um before you start i think we've got the the winner here right here it's um mr ecker here saying pickford's arms should be man of the match can you top <laughs> that lads can you can you really <laughs> I don't know, maybe the evidence time wasting um, gave us enough time to score the goal, but Pickford's arms is, is a good shout. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a li- little known fact that Pickford actually wears a tee, but it, it looks like a long sleeve shirt on him, and that's that's actually what he does. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking evil. Why are you discriminating against the short limbs guy? He's it, the first T Rex to play in the Premier League as well. Is another stat. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. No, on a serious note, um, any Liverpool shout- shouts? From, <laughs> sorry, you cut off. Shouts from man of the match, yeah? Yeah. Um, I thought Sadio Mane looked our most mm-hmm. dangerous player today. I thought he, he really, he was so close to being excellent today. He had that chance where he just hit it over the bar. 
he, he was really, really sharp today and was unlucky not to score. Um, I thought Fabinho was really progressive and made a big difference in that midfield. But for me, there's only one man of the match today, and that's Alison Becker. Because without that guy on absolute fire today, when Everton were playing really well and doing the business, that guy bailed us out of some really big trouble early on. And not only that, uh, Jay made the point earlier, um, he's so, so calm on the ball. It just in general, his communication with the, the, the centre-backs, everything about him just oozes confidence. And there was a number of occasions where we had to play it back to him because Everton did actually press really well today. Mm-hmm. And, and he would just take the ball, wait for him to come and just pass it to one of the centre. None of this hoofing it down the field. None of this Pickford shunted into the into the stands. It was just, and I really think it's contagious. You know that kind of composure and confidence at the back spreads along the back four. And I think he he's going to prove to be one of the biggest signings we've made in a long time. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's get some shouts here. Um, Guy Drinkle thinks Big Ali. Um, uh, Hakeem, finally some Mane praise. You know what? It goes without saying. He's just, I think he's exceptional. I always do. Mr. Ecker goes, Alison for me. Without him, we lose that game 2-1. I think a lot of people agree with you. Um, uh, Guy Drinkle also says, give him a 10 like I did on rate.hate. Um, uh, objective there. And um, uh, Bernie, Dotty27, that's her her user handle on this. Alison uh, is her man of the match. So I think a lot of people are agreeing that... Um, Alison's a good shout. Although Simon Hefty Horse thinks um, uh, Fabinho could be man of the match. I think that is so cool, though, isn't it? That we've got a guy who is a constant reassurance and he's coming, looks, looks like a solid goalkeeper. And then you've got somebody who just walks in. People who said we'll get sold in January and he comes in and people are saying he actually had a very, very good game, which he did. So, you know what, Kev? I want to get your thoughts. Who was your man of the match? <laughs> uh... Simon also said he gave Henderson a 10 on rate down hates. So I don't know how much you can believe. Um, anyway, the, so for me, yeah, I, I sort of fell on the same lines, uh, as, uh, as Sam. I, I thought Mane was excellent, especially in the first half. He was sort of our most, he was sitting Lively, there going, yeah. I'm better than everybody mm. on this pitch and just, <laughs> and just was, you know, putting it to Everton, but they, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately couldn't find the back of the net or couldn't, or his pass was missed, was missed by somebody else, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I thought, Fabinho was excellent all game and he's showing again and again, but I just, and obviously Origi for, for the goal at the end, but I don't Yeah, Del, Del shout there. Origi's his man of the match. To be fair, he yeah. come on and he creating a chance to get a yeah. goal. I mean, he did look like he took his chance, but not on long enough. He did really, really well mm. when he came on and obviously he's the decisive goal, but, uh, but you know, there's a lot of time before that you need to consider. And, uh, I, I just, I agree with, most everybody in the chat, and I agree with Sam, it has to be Allison Becker. He's just, uh, he's immense to have at the back. And without him in this game, I think we're chasing the game rather than staying in it and eventually getting the win. So for me, it's, it's got to be Big Alley. Absolutely. I mean, um, Hefty Horse also thinks that maybe Avigi's nailed on to start midweek against the Bernie. That'd be very interesting. It's quite a good shout as well. I think rotation is key this time of year. I think all your shouts have been great. I think Alison Becker is um, a great, great shout. I, I can't disagree with that one. But you know what? I want to go the other way and I want to give it to Fabinho. And purely because he gets featured in and out. And for me, he should be starting. And I noticed the difference in our midfield with him in. As for Alisson, I know he's consistently great. 
So, True. you know, so that's my shot. The fact that he could be taken out of action many game time and mean and still have a positive impact in the midfield. I think that is really hard. He's had a very stop and start season. And for me, every time he starts, I see a stark difference in the quality of our midfield. And I think he offers that. So I'm going to give it to him. Not that I have anything against Alisson. If you are for, for Alisson, I'm down with that as well. There's no agenda here, people. Just my thoughts. Um, guys, uh, thank you so much for that. Um, before we let you go, um, is there any um, anything you'd like to plug? Sam, I'll come to you. Are you working on anything? I am got anything out there at the moment. I just want to echo how good the AI app is. It's just something that I think maybe some people don't use as much as they could do because you can just get all the articles, all the pods, everything, all in one place. Mm. And I just think it's it's absolutely amazing. So check it out. If you're still not using it, get on it. No, absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the AI app. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, what about yourself, Kev? Are you working on anything? Are you doing anything? Uh, no. no. Um, a couple of weeks ago, or during the international break, we, we put out a, another USA pod, so myself and Justin and Joey Connor, so you can go find that on the AI app or wherever you get podcasts. Um, you can find me at Kev Hegarty on Twitter or at Kev number 1314 on Discord. And I uh, just want to say thanks for having me on the first Nina Kaiser show live. I feel like we should edit Kaiser? It. Who the fuck's Kaiser? Did I get married on this show? <laughs> hey, maybe. I don't know. Kaiser means king, right? So there you go. Yeah. Um, he's a Kaiser, sorry. She and, wishes, uh, mate. She wishes. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave all that in. Don't edit that at all. Um, but I think you should edit in the beginning of those like 90s sitcoms where it was like uh, the NKS live show is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> Fake laughs and applauds, yeah? yeah exactly, all the way through. Make my all, all the way yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. No. Nope. nope, loved having you on. Guys, Um, if if you're listening to this on the Anfield Index app or Acast or iTunes or whatever you're listening, Discord app, please get on it. It is literally a fan forum on an app. It's so much fun. You get to interact with like-minded Liverpool supporters if Twitter is not your thing, because sometimes Twitter can be toxic. This is the way forward. If you want to get on, please contact Gags. He will give you some access. Don't ask me. I'm not a technical person. You want me to talk about it? I can talk yeah, about it. Please, please talk yeah, yeah. about so it. So basically, guys, are you listening uh, away from the live portion and you're listening on the apps, then Discord is like a where all of our subscribers are and now we're allowing everybody and so all reds can come in but the big difference is those that are ai pro subscribers that listen to a pro content can get access to listening to shows live and we are this is a guinea pig so hopefully we're going to try and do more and more shows live so you know uh, i don't know if my sound's fine here but if it's breaking up or not right i should be back now but yeah so um basically this is the way where you can listen live you know this is the way you can you can listen to AI Pro shows. Like we did a preview. We'll try and do more. It depends on who's online and who's available and what producer and if they know how to do it. But but still, it's another added extra to you for subscribers. So yeah, if you uh, like to have conversations with other Reds and lots of different chats as well, we've got games. So games coming up. We've got preview groups. We've got post match groups. We've got post match shows, and we've got you know there's so much now on AI Pro. We're evolving all the time, 
uh, come and join us. It's anfieldindex.com forward slash join. Let me know once you're in Discord, which is anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. If you have signed up and you are a subscriber, let me know. You'll get all those benefits, mm-hmm. all the pods and all the interaction that you need. And no one else is doing it. And can I just say my WhatsApp has taken a nice little break, which I absolutely love. This is the way forward. I absolutely love Discord app. And you know what? Doing this podcast live as well because of Discord is absolutely amazing. So thank you so much to all the people that tuned in live. I really appreciate it. It's been loads of fun just talking to you along along the way. A massive thank you to my panel who have been amazing. With regards to me and plugs, um, I tell you what, hosting the Nina Casa show is way more fun than hosting Euro Incision at the moment. The Reds are dog shite away from home in Europe, but I did do a pod. Um, Tom Williams was my guest. I'm very objective on Liverpool and um, all the shenanigans there. So please do check it out on AI Pro, um, seven-day free trial. Um, so do check that out. Massive thank you for listening again. I will be back Wednesday post-Burnley. I think we might be live again. I'm not so sure. But if you enjoyed this, please give us your feedback. Really like to hear your thoughts. Till next time, I will catch you in the next episode of The Reds. Podcast Network.